Hey, what it do with the business is? It is another week in the books with the On Deck TV podcast. I am Spike Lou. Man, I'll let your boy Animal Brown, Animal underscore Brown on Instagram and Twitter if you're looking for me. Absolutely. I am Spike Lou on them same social sites. Holla at your boy, boy, grinding it out, getting it done. It's already, what, March? Hell yeah, we creeping into April, even though it snowed over the weekend. Yeah, definitely did get a little snow here over the weekend. Tree fell in my house. I'm going to get out there like Rick Ross. I feel his pain now. God damn. Definitely not paying no three racks to get no tree removed. So I'm going to be out there with the chainsaw getting my (laughs) Rick Ross on next weekend. (laughs) Good luck with that. That ain't nothing. That ain't nothing at all. Um, what is something, man, is this show we got coming up, action-packed episode, doing another double review, man. We couldn't decide on which album to review between that Benny the Butcher, Tana Talk 4, and that little Dirk. So we said, fuck it, we're just going to do both. So we got that coming up, as well as Travis Scott being back outside, and Mace unretiring for the third time, coming with a Diddy diss record. We'll talk about that. Um, But first, your man's Kanye Tutha. Um, is back in the news crazy. He's been running the news cycle for the last two weeks. He's got the beef with Pete Davidson that he he keeps ranting about on Instagram. Now he's got DL, Hewley. He's giving shots to him. And that Netflix documentary has wrapped up all three parts. Uh, pick one of those that you want to jump into. We can touch on all of them, but I'd like to start with the uh, the doc. You tried to get me to watch it on here. I said I probably wouldn't do it. Uh, we had a guest and we got some interviews coming. They asked us if we watched. I was sitting there with the stupid face like, nope, I have not watched that Kanye West doc. And it continuously got requested and well, not requested, but referred to me. So I was like, all right, I'll check it out. I'll take yep. a listen to it. Take a look at it. Yep. And thank you guys. It's a classic. I know. It is. 100 percent and this ain't even really got a lot to do with like you said kanye west is more so the message and for me it was understanding like the rating on the doc for me a plus a plus couldn't have been no better ending wasn't great but hey i get it in as far as the stage that cootie and kanye west was at but why i think this was so great because though i may not agree with kanye west and the things that he says and he may look ridiculous to me Looking at this doc and all of these years of footage, people have been doubting him since day fucking one. That's true. Niggas have been telling him, hey, man, just be the little producer dude and be cool with that. And if he had listened to niggas, then he'd just be a producer and the max you get is Drake. And that's cool. That's cool. No, that's the absolute best case scenario. (laughs) That's that's best case scenario (laughs) if you listen to niggas. Right. But he didn't listen to niggas and he rapped and then he became Kanye West, one of the most popular rappers ever. Then he didn't listen to niggas and started selling shoes and then he sells the most shoes ever. Yep. So a lot of times on here, I know I say, well, man, I wonder who they got around him and who's talking to him. Throughout this entire doc, Kanye is playing heat rock for niggas. Yep. Telling niggas, look, I'm next. I'm that dude. And nobody wanted to fucking hear it, dude. So I get it now. I understand and I will tell him that I'm wrong. I understand the rants and all of that stuff now because y'all niggas been telling me no my whole career, dude. And look no. at me. I'm a number one rapper. Nobody thought I could do it. Nope. So like I, I, the understanding that I walked away with after this documentary helps me process Kanye West a hundred percent more. So I do appreciate watching that and being able to understand like the stances that he takes, like Mm -hmm. even when being wrong, like I don't agree with the shit that he was saying about Trump and the MAGA stuff. Right. But other people have been wrong around him so much. Like how everybody against me, like everybody told me I couldn't rap too. Exactly. This is wrong again. Everybody told me I couldn't sell shoes. So Mm -hmm. I fuck with that doc 100%. It was a great thing. The best thing I took away from it, like you said, was the performance by his mom. <clears throat> yep. That shit right there was something special. Uh, it, you and I both, we, t- we hit on this as far as <clears throat> how much we fuck with our moms. Sure. We could be called moms, boy, mothers, boy, whatever you call it. And that's cool. My mama asked me about the podcast and she may listen every now and then. Yep. But nigga, when your mama know the words to your raps, did you hit them with this one right here? And she bar for bar with it? Oh, that's different. How you not going to make it, dude? 
Cause your mama already looking at you like, oh, you that nigga anyway. I don't care what they, that, that shit right there. Yeah. That was fucking special dude. Yeah. Like that, that shit was moving as hell. And it helps you understand, like I said, a lot more of where he's coming from. Like mm-hmm. nigga, my mama like, no, my verses that, that, that shit blew my mind. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I couldn't, I couldn't recommend the doc more. Yeah. The, she, she was the real MVP. Um, it, I, Donda. no Donda slander. I ain't standing for none of that shit. Man. That she she lit up the screen every time she was on it on some real shit. Shout out, Miss Donda. Nigga. Yeah, she she was the shit, and her rapping that dear mama word for word was. Oh my god! <laughs> hey man, that was that Bruh. was rough. I ain't gonna lie. But um, and then you see, obviously, the switch flipped when she passed away. You can only imagine, like that was the only person that really believed in them and never really slighted them. Never really told person. him. Yeah, Thanks. the first person. Yeah, for sure. The first person to really believe in him. So, and she put that battery in his back to be who he is. So uh, you yeah, can only imagine like, what nigga, type of tailspin he was going through. That quote when she was like, nigga, the giant can't look in the mirror. Nigga, like, now, giant, they look in the mirror, they see nothing. Yeah, they can't see nothing. Like, yeah. you so big. Like, that shit was fine. That was, yeah. that was what he needed to yeah. be Kanye West. Like, if I don't listen to my mama, then I'm listening to y'all niggas and start doubting myself. Then I just go over here and I sit and make beats and I'm cool with making almost maybe the best hip hop album ever in Blueprint. But now right, right. I can do more than that. That shit go a long way as far as just changing your mentality about like being driven, yeah, I would go. say. Like, yeah. A lot of people like, did that nigga could have packed it up, bro. Like so many times he could have packed that shit up and been like, you know, I'm cool with this. Yeah. But now nigga, I'm Kanye West. A, a lot of people didn't know. Fine. A lot of people didn't know when he was pushing that through the wire and shit. Like he ain't had no deal or nothing, dude. Like yeah. they was like he, he was getting. He had, to go, he had to go edit it in the little. <laughs> they had to sneak into the little MTV thing and and making like such a big deal about shit like his name. Like when he was like, "How y'all just gonna put Kanye on here?" Like most right. people be like, "Dude, what are you? Why? Why does it matter?" Yeah. And then how he was breaking it down, like nigga, you don't just put Jermaine on here and be right. talking about Jermaine Dupree. Respect <laughs> my shit, nigga. <laughs> And that shit just goes a long way. It makes sense now. I promise, like, most of the shit that he does and says makes sense now. Again, I may not agree with it. Right. Co-sign off on it, but, like, the shit makes a whole lot more sense now. Yeah, like, oh, um, I, I agree. And I, I'm going to touch back on that real quick. The beef with Pete Davidson, I'm over it. Uh, The beef with, uh, quote-unquote, beef with DL. He, he's sending threats to DL on Instagram. <laughs> Uh, that, I'm over all of that. I'm over this whole news cycle. I understand this is his first time being a baby daddy. He doesn't know how to react. I get it. He's probably been in control of shit for the most of his life or been powerful enough to be in control. So when he's not in control, he doesn't know how to react. So I, I kind of understand that part. I'm just over it. Uh, I, I don't want him to go out like that. I was listening to Tariq and he said, um, he said, yay, they got, he got to let yay. The yay was like, he need to calm down and fall back just a little bit. Because mm-hmm. they'll give him enough rope to hang himself, um, you know, if they want to. So, I, and I don't want to see him go out like that. Back to the doc, though. I thought, wait, 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 wait. I want to talk. I want to comment so. on what you said, one hundred percent. I think that you have a point in, in the sense of I am one hundred percent tired of it. But again, processing the doc now, I understand. Sure. I ain't come. He not. And I'm again, I'm not agreeing with him, but he's he's not necessarily coming from a point of understanding like I'm Kanye West now. I don't got to fight like I was fighting in this documentary to get like I ain't got to play the goddamn tape in every room after every meeting and try to get this respect. I am Kanye West now. And that goes a long way when you tweeting Pete Davidson and you talking to D.L. Hewley. Like the news gonna run with it, they're gonna manipulate your words because you are Kanye West, you're your person that you will fight to be. And I wish that he understood that more. Like, although you you may not be considered Walt Disney and those things that you see in your head yet, because people may not have gotten it, you have made accomplishments and people look at you differently from that little nigga that was running around trying to get signed. So you got to carry yourself in that manner when you're yeah. talking to D.L. Hewley, yeah. when you're talking to Pete Davidson, because you do got kids, nigga. You is you know. Kanye West now. Yeah. So I, I just wanted to put that in there. No, I agree. And real quick, back in reference to the doc, I know a lot of people say that part three was kind of like the they didn't really necessarily stick the landing on the documentary. I was fine with part three. I know they had to speed it up a little bit and they covered a whole lot of ground in one in one episode. But I, I, I still took away a lot, even down to him on the island when he was talking to the white dudes, the real estate dudes like how. I don't, like I have, I still don't know what he was talking about. And Cootie had, mm. he was like, man, I cut the camera off, dude. Like he was clearly like, 
on some shit. And then the next day he do the South Carolina presidential shit. Like that explained what it explained a lot. And then it didn't because I still don't know what he was talking about. But he was going through an episode. If you thought them them episodes was fake or stunning, like like I don't see how you could think that watching the doc. I ain't because he was unraveling. I ain't gonna lie. Great point. And the bigger takeaway for me for that scene, I you're right. I didn't understand what he was talking about with the real estate dudes. But what I did take from that, and then I'll piggyback that into another scene, is that Cootie started to understand, like, it is like, this ain't the same guy. Like, I don't really know him or what's going on. Right. Out of respect for that, let me cut the camera. Yeah, for sure. Because a vulture ass nigga would have just kept that shit rolling and sold that footage. And leaked it. Yep. Yeah. Like anything of that nature. So it, it, I think that third episode where people were looking for more Kanye West, I feel like that he was trying to wrap it up and kind of let you know where he, how he viewed all this like chaos over the last however many years that he covered in that last doc. But I think he did a great job of like going to the different places and showing that it was pretty chaotic for him as well. Like having that's, that's an episode like this ain't far-fetched. Like right. you said, knowing them talking on that balcony, and you do the South Carolina shit, and even when he met the went to go meet the chick that designed the bowls, yeah, and was having that conversation with his dad, mm-hmm. and like was just spazzy and like, well, he don't know you, he ain't seen you in thirty years, like that was weird. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And but the fact that he captured it and didn't manipulate it, but did let you inside of like, damn, dude, doing a lot, and yeah, like, but it all encompassing to this, like. He can't articulate what he's trying to get out. Not that it's an excuse for the, some of the stuff he says, but Kanye West, he just can't articulate. And I think Cootie did a great job of just capturing some chaos in that third episode. Yeah. What did you think, though, about the first scene when he came out of there and he hadn't seen him in a while and he kept calling him wrong name? Yeah, yeah, that, that was that. And Cootie was getting hot about that, too. Um, you you can blame it on alcohol. Was, you can. Huh? <laughs> You, you can blame it on the alcohol because he was drunk. He was drunk, yeah. but yeah. you alcohol and something else. That had that was something. Yeah, else. but only you only got maybe two of those. Right, yeah. exactly. You only got two of those before I start taking it personally, though. I and it like did make him look funny in the light. But bags. I'm shooting some bail because he was lit. I felt like that it it kind of showed where he was, like the the That's ascension true. that he was on. Like I head, finally got head blown up to here, yeah, nigga. Like, I got the after party, niggas. My Grammy party, I just went to Grammy and how he was like digesting it. Yeah. Like, like I can't be the same person. Like I'm gonna fuck up sometimes. And I think Cody took that shit personally, like you said, as he should have. Cause Kanye yeah, was trying to fact. play that shit off too. Like no. try to act like, oh, you my nah, nigga, you didn't even know who he was. And this yeah, nigga you been following you for 15 years, like some off him. Yeah, don't do and me like that. That was a great point where it started at, but a great doc. Great dog. Yeah. Real quick too. Uh, the, the, the reason I, I'm so glad they showed in that last episode again, when he started venturing out and doing the clothes and stuff and they showed him in Japan and they mm-hmm. showed him at the factories with the clothes and they showed him sketching the shoes and all, like people got to understand how much goes into that. And when you do it and then you turn around and then now your shit is selling out, like, like what that does to your confidence, what that does, you know what I'm saying? To how you feel about yourself on the inside. And some people don't know how to, well, or some people don't want to internalize that. Some people want to let you know, like to remind you of what they've got going on. And so, and I get it. Like we look at the shoes and some people may like them. Some people may don't, whatever the case may be. But when you see the nigga, not only the number one producer, the number one rapper go overseas, draw some shoes. And then they're the number one shoes. Like, bro, like who else in rap has came anywhere close to that? Like who else, period? And he was going to what he said. And I want this to turn into some Kanye West dick sucking fest. But like, (laughs) that's how impactful I feel like the documentary was and something powerful that he said, though, that a lot of us in our culture need to internalize and work with. It's like, bro, just because I'm doing a lot don't mean you got to deal my light and it don't take shit away from what you doing. Yeah. Like, bro, yeah, I want to be fucking Kanye West and sell shoes and be the number one rapper. Don't tell me what I can't do, my nigga. Yeah. Don't sit here and be like, oh, I don't know. You may be dreaming too big. <laughs> nigga, root me on and get the fuck out of my way. That's a fact. And if you're not going to help me, and I think that he did when he was talking to the kids and did that foundation for his mom, that yeah. kind of encapsulated what he was saying. Like, nigga, I didn't think I was going to do none of this. What you mean? What do I mean for hip hop? I'm Kanye West. Like, right. everybody kept telling me that I couldn't do this shit. 
here I am, like you said, designing shoes, making beats, being the best beat, like being the number one rapper. And everybody kept telling me that I couldn't do it. So of course I'm gonna spaz and wild out on y'all niggas when y'all are wrong. Y'all yep. been wrong about this shit all my life, nigga. Yep. I wouldn't have been Kanye West if I had listened to y'all niggas. Nah, that's a fact. I, and that, that shit was good, it was moving, dude. But I know people don't want to continuously hear about Kanye West because there's a lot of Kanye West haters out there in the on deck universe. So we'll move on. <laughs> we'll move on to your man, Travis Scott. He back out here in these streets. He announces Project Heal, H-E-A-L. He's pledging $5 million to safely uh, fund large scale events. My question to you, does this come off as authentic by Mr. Scott, or is this a PR, Scott, Animal Brown? Uh, yeah, I, th I think this is a smart play. Uh, Travis Scott was at the, I want to say it was the Nets, Philadelphia 76ers game. Like, he's back outside. It's ever so slowly tiptoeing outside. Um, I think this was the right move to lead with this news headline. Um, he is launching um, a philanthropic effort that will provide $5 million for community-based initiatives in his home state of Texas. One of the pillars of his initiative, quote, is addressing safety challenges for large scale live events. I think this is smart. You lead, I, to me, you lead with something like this that's tangible before you lead with a song addressing it, because that's not his lane. That's not the type of music that he makes. It, that would come off disingenuous to me, and it would be a reach for him. Again, that's not his lane. This is smart lead with something tangible, lead with something that shows you give a damn about what's going on because that's what you have been saying as opposed to let me come outside when people maybe have forgot, drop a new single, see what the response is. Maybe they fuck with it, drop a cool 3D video. No, like drop with some shit that shows that you are aware of what's going on and that you're putting money where your mouth is to make a change. That to me is more genuine, even though it's all a PR, dude. These are all public figures. So anything they do is PR. Let's be let's throw that out the window. But this comes off more genuine than, than say, a record, even though he is an artist. So I think it's a smart move. Yes, absolutely. This is PR. Um, For sure. I'm not sure what people, how they would want to digest it. He's a business. He should make PR moves. I actually think that this maybe should have happened quicker mm. and separated from any product that may be coming out soon. Like, I hope this wasn't done to kind of clear the slate for you to be able to accept or digest Travis Scott products. So, right. With this being said, you can put this out, you can roll it out. Then I would duck back off, like let this mm. all the way blow over because there are still people pointing out of course concert goers that passed and saying this is a PR stunt because they lost loved ones and you're right like I said in the beginning it is a PR stunt but that's what you do when there's a crisis situation in a business you hire a PR team and you do the best thing to get back in public favor I'm not mad at Travis Scott from then I think that he made an important point in his comments too when he was saying I'm an individual I can take the responsibility that's on me and I can get out here in the community and try to make it better I'm not these big corporations, Live Nation, Rock Nation, since y'all don't want to be on my side, I'm not those guys who kind of throw their hands up because they got good lawyers and they don't have to deal with this. Mm -hmm. I'm out here, I'm dealing with this. So one of the other things I think that could go with this as opposed to a, not just being a PR stunt, but being not a song, but talking more. Since you are an individual, and he said that in his statement, being able to have a conversation with about moving forward how you prevent this from happening you ain't got to revisit this and take no blame or anything of that nature i'm not interested in that but what i would be interested in how he's grown from this as an artist and able to articulate how this program is going to help that way people are not bullying him into being in the shadows and he can get back out here and it not be looked at like a pr stunt yeah no i agree i think um i think if you know or if you followed his career I think that helps him because, because you know, the type of uh, artist he is, he's somebody that really cares about his fans. Like there's a Netflix documentary out that shows you like, he's one of those artists that really be trying to touch the fans, be trying to sign shoes. He try to sign autographs whenever he gets a chance. He does. He brings people on stage. They get the crowd surf with him. Like he's always been one of those hands-on artists 
And so if people if people know that, then I feel like they would take moves like this and the statements that he's made as genuine because, you know, he's shown his character and who he is, at least professionally. So I, I do think this was a smart play. Um, I, I think he is going to slowly start to come back. And I think Nike is low key rolling out some sneakers. I think that's not confirmed, but I think they're like touching dipping their toe in the water to see what the climate is. I don't think the Charlemagne interview did what they thought it was going to do. And so I thought it was smart to get low after that and regroup. And they did. And I think it's the smart play. So kudos to him. I don't know. I think it's still, I still recommend a vacation for like still take some time. I'm like, I'm, I, it makes me wonder what his churn rate for money is. Like, do you have to put product out? Can you afford to take like a year or so off or do he live so no, nah, he can take a year off. Like, I got to get back into it and start making money. He can take a year off. Well, he he li- at worst, come to worst, he just live with Kylie Jenner for a year. <laughs> he should have take a year off. Live in her career. Right with Ye or go live with Ye and put up with his shit for a year or something. But yeah, and he good. Take a year and get out of there. Um, another rapper that's back outside, Mace, M-A dollar sign. Uh, your boy just dropped a new record. It is called The Oracle 2. Is that what the fuck it's called? Yeah. Oh my god it's called the oracle it's called oracle two standing on bodies um it is dissing your man diddy this is the second week in a row we've had someone mentioning diddy last week of course was uh freddie p from the band this is a sequel to his cameron diss the oracle from 2017 which no one remembers um what did you think of the record are you here for the return of murder mace more importantly than what i think what does the congregation think what do his like <laughs> his church members think? Pastor Mace, Pastor Mace coming out with a diss record in 2020. I hate this, man. I listened to it; it, it was awful. I could understand the statement that Puff released last week and was like, "Y'all niggas get some money. Stop fucking worrying about me and go do what you do, and maybe you can make some money and not worry about what I made off of you because I was a better businessman." The only line in this song that, that kind of piqued my interest when he said something about Coach K and P and saying that Puff ought to be teaching them. Instead, he teaching them how to rock. Mm. So I wonder what that was from, if it was just like a line or a bar, if it was from some inside information that Mace has <laughs> or QC, what they got going on. So I'd love to know more about that, but that's yeah. where it stops. That's where it ends. I could care less. I don't know why Mace is trying to catch a uh, a wave, a record, catch fire with this and Puff. Again, I can understand Puff's sentiment last week when he's like, man, y'all stop worrying about me and worry about yourself. And this stems from, and he talked about it in the song when he was like, well, I tried to buy my master's back from Puff yeah. and he wouldn't sell them to me because somebody was making a higher offer. Duh, nigga, this is business. And what I would challenge Mace to say, and like Hove says so gratefully, if you make Hove, then make another Hove. Puff has made several Maces. I ain't seen Mace make himself Mace again since he left Puff. True. So the whole kit that you use, the shiny suit, the Mace, M.A. dollar sign, E, all that's Puff. All that is Puff sprinkling that in there. So that's Puff money. All you was doing, my nigga, was rapping and putting the bars together. And we know how much niggas with great bars make if you ain't got the rest of the package to go with it. So him challenging Puff about this my money and this is my shit because I rapped it still Puff put the kit together my nigga you owe him that and that's, that's how I fact. feel about it. <laughs> yeah that's a fact the, the song is an abomination to music like first off the song is fucking trash and whoever gave Mace the idea to use auto tune should oh be God. fired and banned from a studio that like like they should be a restraining order that person against studios they shouldn't be within fifty feet of a studio. Like, who, why the fuck may sound like somebody that just discovered auto tune yesterday? Like, what are you doing, dude? That shit sounds horrible. I rarely cut shit off early. I usually will give shit the benefit of the doubt and at least listen throughout. I'm not a big fan of Dirk. We're going to review his album in just a second, but I'm going to listen to the entire album so I, I can have a, I can form an opinion and be informed on what it is I'm trying to say. I couldn't even finish that Maze record, bro. It's just some slaw. I ain't even get to the line that you're talking about, QC, dude. I, I ain't that was it. like the first 20 seconds, though. Oh, I got out of there at 19 seconds, man. <laughs> that motherfucker, that shit was garbage. Mace, look, Mace was cool back in the day, 20 years ago. Like, the, the debut album, Harlem World is Fire. We know Double Up is one of the biggest fall-offs in rap history. 
Wait. And then after that, he tried to come back with G Unit, failed. He tried to be a Christian rap. What? Bro, give it up, bro. Like, just let it go. We know you hate Puff. A lot of niggas hate Puff. Stand in line. And then Who Puff cares. No, I mean, it's a rap, dude. Like, it's just it, nobody wants to see this. The only the only thing that would make waves is if him and Puff got back together and worked together. Like, then people, like a reunion of some type, people may care for that. That may be cool to see. Anything other than that, bro, we off that. Miss me with it. And Puff, he shot his load too early. Pause. He should have used that post that he used for Freddie P. He should have used that for Mace right here this week. He Just repost it. 100 more cent. Yeah, re- he need to repost that for this and delete it for Freddie P because this would have been appropriate. Mace is tripping. Please don't make no more music sound like this. She was ass. Um, yeah, Mace, I'm, again, you, great, you made a great point in saying if he had hit Puff up and he was like, man, hey, let's do an album. Let me and that's different. A, let me do a bad boy reunion album. I would have listened to that. That's what I'm saying. I would have like been like, okay, I wonder what this is gonna sound. It'd like. been intriguing. Puff <laughs> added the sauce. Yep. It was Puff sauce that made Mace what he was to us down Puff. south. Niggas from New York may argue me this and well, murder Mace and tell me about children of the corn and shit like mm-hmm. that that I don't care about. But I'm telling you, what made Mace Mace was Puff. Facts yeah. on, a, on a worldwide scale for sure. Yes. To when it reached us, the Mace we knew. No, nothing about the children of the corn and shit like that. It wasn't auto tune either. Moving on, this one goes right to the topic. Your man Benny is doing his press run for his latest album, uh, Town of Talk 4. Yep. Right? Okay. And during this press run, he was asked his favorite top three drug quote unquote rappers. Okay. You take a look at his list. Did you agree or disagree with it? Um, so of course he cl- included himself in the list. I, I really wish the whoever asked him this would have said excluding yourself. That would have made for a more interesting list. Um, but he said Jeezy and Jay Z, and of course himself. If you don't not, be realistic, he can't put himself in there. He can't. That's what I'm saying. Like I wish they would have clarified that for him, but they didn't. So here we are. Jeezy, Jay Z, not having Pusha T in this top three is blasphemous. He's clearly. Clearly, clearly, clearly top three in this dude. Like, I don't, I'm, I'm super mad at Benny. He should have said that. He should have said, obviously, nigga, me. Ha, 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 ha. No, here's the real top three. And then said, push a T first. Not doing that was disrespectful. Um, and I'm hot at him. So I'm, I'm putting push a T in there. You can rotate a couple of people. Jeezy, obviously. But you, I'd argue Rick Ross's discography is better than Jeezy's, though. But, you know what I'm saying, Jeezy had a bigger impact. So, I mean, I, I could rotate those two. And, of course, Hove talks that shit like nobody else. So, I'm not mad at that. I would have said Jeezy or Ross, Pusha T, and then Jay. With all due respect, Benny or any Griselda rapper would not have been in it. You were doing great until you said Ross. That's not true. Like Ross rap, like, to quote my guy Glasses Malone, Rick Ross is a fantasy rapper. And that's great. It's all of these niggas are. Awesome. <laughs> That's true. That's true. All of them are to an extent. Okay, this is rap. But the footage that we've seen on Jeezy and the lure around Jay-Z certified him. I think that you can't have this list without those two. And the third, you're right, it's Pusha T. Like, it almost makes Benny look like he's hating by not (laughs) saying Pusha T's name. Because when you say drug rap, that's probably the first name that you think of or Jeezy. And if you're a vet, then you throw J name in them. Fact. So the list, before you get to anybody else, is Pusha T, Jeezy, and Jay-Z. That's it. That's the list. It may be some new young niggas that I don't know about. It's in that talk deep. Cool. But it those ain't. are the three that I know. So, so I who's the fourth then? If it's a Mount Rushmore, who's the fourth? Mm. Ross. Exactly. It's got to nah. be, bro. Ross, Ross really don't talk like they talk. Like Ross don't talk drug talk. Like well, he's that. not as good of a rapper as Jay and Push. That's number one. Who? Ross. Well, it ain't got nothing to do with bars, really, because Jeezy ain't as like Jeezy is number one on this list, and he ain't the worst rapper. Would you yeah. like? He's the number one I drug mean, talk yeah. nigga. Period. Yeah. So yeah. the number four is a good question. It's, and you overthinking uh, it, nigga. It's, it's, it's a good answer is Rose. It's not Rick Ross. His discography Rick Ross is like that heavy. ain't the same thing. It ain't the same type of drug rap. Rick it Ross don't have is to like, be. 
Rick Ross is like a move, movie dr- drug. Pusha rap, T dude. and Jeezy aren't the same type of drug rap, bro. But it's truthful. Those are documentaries. Rick Ross is like a movie, dude. Jay is like a, a silent film with the drug rap. And like, you don't know it, like what's true and what ain't. It was just some old shit. You're like, okay, we get it. It's new. It's different. Yeah. Jeezy and Pusha T are like documentaries. And Rick Ross would be like, if we're going to put a, a fictional film in that, then I guess Ross would be. The only, the only, and that ain't the only, hate neither. I ain't saying that from a sense of, oh, man, he didn't sell no drugs. I ain't saying it that way. Yeah. I'm just saying mo- the way that drug dealers process and listening to that music, it ain't a lot of niggas that have sold drugs the way that Rick Ross is talking about it. More niggas have sold drugs the way that Jeezy is talking about it or Pusha T is talking about it or even Jay-Z has talked about it. And a, a dark horse probably would be Gucci Man. Like mm. all his mixtape shit, like the mixtape shit that he talk about, or even T.I. T.I. Okay. maybe, but he's just so versatile that you'd have to like look real hard. But that's I, why, maybe that's, Gucci that, that's why, that's the only knock on Rick Ross is that he didn't stay in that lane this entire time. He's been on more some ball shit lately, whereas Pusha T has never really switched it up and neither has, and neither has um, Jeezy really. Obviously, Hove has too, but he's he he he's looked at as the goat by a lot of people, so he's just gonna be in there by default almost. Thanks. But that, that that was a that was a good again. Even in Mount Rushmore, Benny's still not on it respectfully. Um, yeah, respectfully, he still didn't make it. Still, <laughs> still didn't make it. Yeah, this niggas is put put in some work for you. <laughs> oh, but that's a good speak- question though for the on deck because you guys let us know who's the fourth mm-hmm. person on the drug dealer rap Mount Rushmore. You may make on deck of the week with that fourth person. A good one makes on deck of the week next week. Yeah, I did like, I definitely like the question. Speaking of Benny, man, moving on, he dropped his long awaited Tenor Talk 4 project. Uh, Tenor Talk 3 is considered his strongest project. That's kind of really where he kicked the door down and uh, really took off. And then Lil Dirk also dropped, man, 7220, dropped his long awaited album. It was supposed to come out on 222, 22, but uh, it got pushed back. Dirk has been on fire lately. Which one of these do we want to talk about first? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can get the Tenet Talk mixtape out the way. What what um what were you expecting coming into this off of that J. Cole single? And, and what did you think when you listened? Uh, I was expecting from Benny to continue to stay in pocket. Like you said, that last Tenet Talk was damn near a classic. So Slick. I felt like he was going to keep the brand up when he pulls out Tanner talk. I know it's going to be though. These guys drop a lot of material that I've complained about before. I know that this will be some of the stronger stuff just because of the brand Tanner talk that it is. So I've had high expectations, especially when you got J Cole murdering the single for it on Johnny P's caddy. So I had high expectations for this. What about you? Yeah, for sure. I, I, Benny has been cooking lately, that burden of proof. I think I might have had it as the number one album of 2020. If I didn't, I know it was top three. Uh, the plug plugs I met series is going crazy. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm he has set the bar for himself very high when it comes to projects. So I was definitely looking forward to that Tana talk, although Cole had a better verse. I still will stand by. He watched him on that record. He still did his thing and the song is still dope. Um, so watched him kind of implies though that he didn't like rip it though. He yeah, ripped it. Dude, it was J. Cole. Yeah, that, that's really more testament to how impressive Cole verse was <laughs> more right. than anything. But um, so I was looking forward to this. When I listened to it, I liked it. I felt a little underwhelmed, just a little bit, not not nothing crazy. There were some things that I, I immediately associated with, excuse me, that I immediately jumped out to me that I leaned toward. Um, and then there was a couple of things on there that I really wasn't feeling. Uh, but overall, when I listened to it, I liked it. I just didn't love it like I hoped I would. Um, and so I had to give it a couple of spins to let it marinate. What did you think when you first heard it? Uh, first listen to it, same takeaway as always. Damn, they're ripping it. Like, sure. Clearly uh, appreciated the features that he had on his stove. God, Cook went off. Bodie James him. went off. Perfect Diddy feature, Kanye on the Tyson versus Ali. I, the features were great. Yeah, that was one of the things that I noticed as well, uh, with the exception of that 38 special. We'll get into that with my dislikes. Uh, mm-hmm. But when it first jumped out to me, the high level, and this is not anything new, 
for a Griselda project, just a high level of bars, the rapping, rapping, where you're listening to it and you're doing something else, and you're like, man, what'd he say? <laughs> you gotta run it back, you're like, because just you, you can't put two and two together that quickly as far as how hard he was spitting fire. So I definitely appreciated the bars and what I heard. Yeah. Individual tracks, or did you want to say what the first thing? Yeah, no, nah, what um what yeah, I don't know. I was gonna ask you what stood out. Give me give me three that you rocked with. My individual tracks that stood out. Billy Joe is my favorite track on there. Really? Like there. Absolutely, I like that. He was that's probably ripping. my least favorite song on there. Really? Yeah, I don't like that. Crazy. He was ripping that. Yeah. I mean, another run it back. thing that I felt like too, same thing that we said with the Kanye al- Conway album. He was a lot more open, a lot more vulnerable mm-hmm. on this album. I appreciate that role that these two are going on. And Griselda in the whole, I think, to go to that next level, that's something that they're going to have to do. It ain't as much drug talk as it usually is. Like, mm-hmm. There's a lot more into these albums. So that's what Billy Joe made me think of as far as doing that. That was one of my favorites. I like back two times. Stove God Cooks ripped that. He murdered that. Murdered that. Ten More Crack Commandments with Diddy, I feel like was a great song. Perfect uh, pickup of where Biggie left off with Ten Crack Commandments. The Diddy feature was dope. Perfect job. The Commandments lined up all of them, what you needed to hear of you in that mm-hmm. game. So I loved it. Those were the three that I loved as far as just jumped out to me. What jumped out to you? Um, I did. I, I really liked the 10 Crack Commandments joint. Yes. Um, I thought that shit was fire. I know people have sampled that in some ways before, you know what I mean, or flipped it in, in other ways. But I think this is one of the better ones. Uh, he was spitting on there. Like, and, and then the Puff. Puff right. wasn't in his usual, you know, super loud, super braggadocious. He was just doing enough in the background. I thought that was a nice touch. Um, that was super dope. He was spitting. He was definitely in his brother love bag. Yeah, there not you go. His puff bag. He was he was in his brother love bag, tuned down just a little bit, but it still worked. I thought weekend in the Paris with uh, Bodie James. That's a classic Griselda sound with the with the loop on um, you know, saying on repeat. I thought that worked very well. And I really like that number eight, Thoey's Revenge. That shit is fire. Like that at. Maybe because that's why I don't like the Billy Joe is because I fuck with that song right so much that mm-hmm. I was I, I was a little bit let down by the follow up joint like it was hard to follow that one up. So those three really stood out to me. Um, obviously the bars you're gonna get that, and obviously um, the, you know he's, you're gonna get good features because he stays in good company. So I, I definitely those are the three that stood out. What what on here did not work for you? Man, that thirty eight special like I can't you. You are usually the person that don't like the voice or how they sound with the boots is like this. This is like Boosie to me. Like you yeah. say about Boosie, I, I do not like how he sounds, dude. Like I get it. He be ripping it. The, the words, the bars are cool, but not cool enough for me to be like, I'm listening to a 30. It's just, I can't. Okay. He got some shit it. too. He got some shit. I, I've heard. I've heard he got great albums. Yeah. It's just like, that throws me off. It's too New York for me. Mm. Um. Uh, that was the biggest one as far as what didn't work for me. I didn't like the song with Westside. Yeah. That wasn't that wasn't it for me either. And I didn't like how he ended it with Mr. Chow Hall. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it needed a more grand of an ending for this series. Like it just kind of went off and the next song started playing in my playlist and shit. So yeah. those were the three that I would say needed a little work, but again, still pleased with the album. Uh, agreed. I thought that my, that was going to be my my negative was the closing. I thought it kind of stumbled to the finish line at the end. Um, it tailed off. The first half is clearly stronger. Like it's not even close. Starting with nine, nine, 10, 11, 12. It just kind of was like, eh, kind of tripped to the finish line. I'm like, yo, like not to say it was just like garbage. Like I ain't even going to do that. But like, it, uh, listen, I was fucking with it strong up until that point. Um, so that would be my takeaway. Um, usually they're pretty good with that. They usually got like a fire skit or like a fire movie drop or they got something. Somebody talking on the voicemail about yes, how they was right. running it on Montana <laughs> Street or some shit. They got something. It wasn't none of that. I I wasn't feeling the, the ending, um, but I, I, I wasn't mad at the project. It just didn't meet my expectations. Um, so for that, if I had to give it a rating, I would say it's good worth streaming. I'll give it three out of five um I, yeah i give it three out of five it's good worth streaming this is definitely something to check out it's not up there with his top tier projects that he's been putting out lately but it's definitely still worth checking out um i'm gonna rate it 
three and a half reels. I liked it. What it was banging. That, um, banging. I, I did think it was banging. Benny, one of my favorite artists, still think that he has growing to do to get to the, the next level that we want to see him at as Griselda fans. But I think this is a, a good stepping stone. Again, like you say, I agree. Not one of the stronger products right. or projects, but definitely worth my time. And I thought it was banging. Man, another artist that dropped, and I like, I see how people try to pit these two together, which I thought was lame as hell. Uh, people try to be like, man, you dropped on the same day as Dirk? What are you trying to say? It's like, what? What are you talking about? They're not, not even in the same lane. What, lane. what are you? Stop. Um, we but just it, are so versatile here at the On Deck TV show. That's true. We can do both. That's true. Um, Lil Dirk, well, 72. Only here for uh, Tana Talk. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah you, can, you can fast forward to these W's and L's, but Dirk mm -hmm. has been hot. He's been on fire lately. Um, he's been on collab albums with Lil Baby, who was also on fire. Big Boy feature on Drake. Um, so he's been killing shit. 7220 is the name of the project. It's on pace to sell 120, 130,000 first week. Very good numbers. What was your expectations coming into Dirk? Because we rarely get to talk about Dirk on here. We rarely get to talk about him. That's kind of out of our age bracket. Uh, not really what we listen to over at the On Deck TV podcast. Not due to really lack of quality. More so, it's just, for me, it's just not in my age group. Yeah. With that being said, if you have a strong year in hip-hop, it opens up more doors and ears for you because people are going to want to and start to wonder, well, what, what he sounds like. I've never listened to a Dirk project in full mm -hmm. until this one and reviewing it for this show. And like you said in the opening, the only reason that I listened to it is because of the year or two that he's had. Been killing all the features, been seeing him different places. He put a good pro he's putting a good product out there. Right. So of course, I'm gonna check it out. And that's why he's on pace to sell a hundred thousand. So mm -hmm. that's what I was looking at going into this album. How are you gonna turn this popularity that we've seen going from dirt is just for the niggas, the drill people and fans that like dirt? into being a superstar and one of the leaders of the next generation. What is the product that you present to people? That's what I was looking for. Yeah. Um, so I, I have listened to Dirk before. Uh, I listened to when he first came out, when he was on the Chicago drill shit. This was before the dreads and, and all of that. Before the blonde dreads, before he moved to Atlanta, I had listened to him. I also more recently listened to the collab joint he had with Baby. Um, it didn't move me. I've Like I said, we don't talk about him much, but we have the times we have talked about him. I'll let it be known. I'm not a fan. Mm. Um, I, 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 it's just not my type of music. Dirk is almost 30. So I'm not going to sit here and I don't think it's necessarily an age thing, even though he's obviously talking to a younger demographic. You're almost young 50. That's 20 years. <laughs> That's a 20 year gap. I'm, only, with, sir. I'm 28. So then they go older <laughs> than me. Um, but I, I'm just not a fan of his music, man. It's too much auto tune. Um, I, I do like when he, takes the auto tune off and goes back more to like the OG drill sound, the Chicago drill shit that he was on. I'm actually here for that. I think he does that pretty well. You know what I'm saying? But I, this whole me melodic sing songy, uh, like I, I'm clearly wrapping off the top of my head, line for line. Like, bro, I'm not, I ain't really here for that generally speaking, but I definitely wanted to give the album a try. Like you said, he's been, he's been on fire lately. So I'm like, man, let me check this out. And when I first listened to it, it was exactly what I expected. The songs that didn't have that much auto tune, I leaned toward. And the ones that did made my ears bleed. I was just really ready to turn the shit off, dude. But again, I stuck through it. Listen to it a couple of times, you know what I'm saying? But bro, I just, it's, it's not for me. I think he's supremely overrated. Uh, and there's a handful of joints that I bang with, but that's really it, though. What, what would oh, wow. you what were you thinking when you listen? Well, this being again the first Dirk project that I probably listened to in full. I did check out the little baby and Dirk joint. I forgot about that. Yep. Um, I couldn't believe that I was this impressed by it. Like this is one of the best albums that I've heard this year. That's nuts. As far as, as, far as just January through March, I was fucking with this heavy. One of the big words and things that I take away from this, just like I said with Benny, just like Conway tried to do, is the vulnerability. Mm. Like, I wouldn't, I'm not here for dirt and the drill and talking about killing the ops. And I, I just, I don't care about you and your ops and y'all warring in Chicago. I could care less. Show me a YouTube video about it. But <laughs> with that being said, 
this wasn't a lot of that. Like, I felt like just a single was that. Everything else was more in tune and depth, how I grew up, like an introduction for a nigga like me that hasn't really listened to a Dirk album into Dirk. And I like that. I appreciate that. Yeah, give me the drill shit. I just think he makes better records that That's way. Nice. And it's, it's just, it's, it's an identity that I can, that I think makes more sense in terms of just the type of music, bro. Like the, 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 the singing and the, bro, that shit. <laughs> it's so formulaic to me, dude. Cause everybody so do that though. Like that's the most popular young rap, like NBA young boy do that. Uzi exactly. do that. That's they sound. That's, that's what got Mace doing it. That's the problem. Bro, it's that, formulaic. That, that, that shouldn't happen. Hey. Mace is not a young nigga. Like he shouldn't even be making music. <laughs> More or less trying what young relevant niggas are doing. So that's a bad example. <laughs> but to like what I when I say not our sound, usually that's what I mean though. Like when you say he's almost 30, you won't say it's that big a difference. I'm talking about the way that we listen to music. When we're talking about bars and how motherfuckers put albums together, that ain't how the kids do it. Like that ain't how Dirk do it. So you gotta look at the I, I looked at it that way going into it. What um what are the, some of the things that stood out to you on him? Again, the vulnerability, man. I love him telling the stories about how he grew up and all the shit about just being on, where are they from, Old Block? Does that sound correct? Yeah, we'll say Southside Chicago. Okay. I like that. I like painting the picture of who Dirk was. So things that stood out for me, the intro started from was fire. I like the, again, the single, Aha was dope to me. Even That's a drill record, That was though. more of the drill sound. I think exactly. it lured people in. Yeah. But I did like that. I like Shootout at My Crib. I think that was banging. I like that Petty, too. I feel like it kind of like was way too sexy. That's his version of that. Mm. I like that with Future. I like what happened to Virgil with Gunny. I like smoking and thinking. Just, just like three difference. records. Just three records. Shit, now. I was impressed oh. by this album. Okay. What did you like? Um, Aha, again, that, that shit was dope. Um, I like that. That's some shit you could play in the gym. That's some shit you could play going up Stone Mountain. Like, I mm -hmm. fuck with that. Um, I did like um, no interviews. I did like that. And then I thought the hands down standout record is what happened to Virgil. That's complete flames. With your man Gunna on there ripping it. Gunna signed it good on there. I'm not going to front. He signed it. That, nice. that lane right there for him, that works. Two thumbs up. I'm here for it. That's a dope record. Um I'm, I'm a sucker for pianos. So when you got the fire piano loop, that's going to draw me in. The beat was fire. That's a dope record. Um, yeah. And that was, it was a couple of records I wanted to like, but it's just, man, the fucking the auto tune, like the federal nightmares was fire until that effect uh, came on his voice. I was like, what the fuck is this dude? Like that? It's auto tune, dude. That's what uh, the kids want. They added some extra shit though. It was like some deep. He, he was trying to play into the nightmare theme or whatever. And that shit sounded terrible. I was like, Wait, yo, what song are you talking about? Federal nightmares toward the end. Oh, okay. That sounded, that started off dope. And then they added some like little Freddy Krueger. Something. The nah, they did that. that they did that on that, uh, that grow up slash keep it speaker. Where he changed his voice. Oh yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. that shit was whack. Yeah, that shit was slaw. That was whack. Yeah. What else? What else was you like? Yeah, skill. Uh, my dislike was that grow up. Keep it on speaker. That was a zero for me. Yeah. I didn't like the summer Walker song. No. Nope. Like I, I never like those rarely hit for me. Yeah. And on any occasion, the R and B, like I just don't, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear that at all. You like the Broadway girls and what about that? No, nah, I didn't like that either. <laughs> I think dude from the Ville too. Is he Morgan uh Whalen? Oh Morgan yeah. Whalen, white dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he been on Joe Rogan before. I've heard him before. Oh, wait a minute. He's from Sneedville, Tennessee. So I don't even know what that is. Yeah, wherever the fuck that is. But they shot that video. There's a video for that song. They shot it in the Broadway on, in Nashville. What did you not like? Uh everything that I didn't name on what I did like. Um shoot out at my crib. That shit was some slaw. Oh my God. It was, when I see that, like when I saw the title, I was like, okay, this, okay, I'm fucking with this. Like you grabbed my attention. You immediately lost me as soon as I hit play. It was just, it was the auto tune shit, bro. Like I get it. Niggas trying to do that, like, um, they're trying to do that future fans did a sweet type sounds type vibe, but future, that's future though. Lead that to future. He does that. That's his bag. Right. That doesn't work for Dirk, in my opinion. Um, 
the smoking and thinking I wanted to like that, but just again, I couldn't. Like I just what, what are you saying? You when you say you couldn't, what do you mean? Like it's just I, is it just the the, t- the sound that don't hit for you? Yeah, like I because I'm 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 wanting you to say something. Like I'm cool. You cannot say anything on half of these songs, dude. But when you name shit smoking and thinking, like say something, just say something, like anything, like but the substance the at all. That's why you're too old for this music. Clearly, the shit that he talking about is like what young niggas are thinking about. It ain't going to be the shit that you thinking about when Jada Kiss would make this song or T.I. It's going to be like what the young niggas are thinking about and what worries them. They ain't got the same problems no more. A lot of their shit is. And again, with the vulnerability, it's a lot of their shit is like the emo, emotional stuff. I feel like Ooh. that. Uh, what's his name? Juice World. Yeah. Juice World kind of changed it and got people to lean it into that. I know Benny and Conway are older. Kid Cudi. We, Kid Cudi was the first. Well, I've never, um, I wouldn't know. He was With good. that being said. He was the first. I, I think the Juice World being from Chicago and being an example for Dirt, I think that that's the reason that he was kind of being more, you know, letting people in more, even though you didn't get it and didn't think that he was letting people in. He was just I in a didn't. young nigga way, not in a 40 year old way. <laughs> what did you think of the what, what rating would you give it out of five before because I do want to touch on the um interview he did with uh million dollars worth of game that clip that we looked at in the chat but what did you think of the um album out of five I, I give it four reels mm, I give it a okay. four reels man I, I, that's how much I like this dirt could probably make my list it's fire the end of the year so it is definitely fire four reels um yeah it's not that at all I'm gonna give it two it's some look cool wow just some look cool man like bro like listen I, i've tried mm-hmm. to get into him i've got a couple of joints of his on my playlist for stone mountain like i got like three or four on there i, I got a chicago playlist and i got three or four dirk songs pre move to atlanta like i got old block dirk shit on my shit like and i fucked with that um, as the young cats would say you're not hip og clearly <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna stay unhip, but I'm for this sound I'm gonna listen to Future, and I'm gonna let the younger people listen to Dirk, dude. I'm good. Um, but the clip that uh, we looked at in the group chat of Million Dollars Worth of Game, where Wallow kind of broke down in tears, explaining um, his brother's murder and how he had to forgive the killer so that he wouldn't keep the cycle of killing people and then ruining his life in the process. Um, he was trying to speak to Dirk and the people that was in the room because if you haven't seen it, what was it about? 15, 20 deep in the room. Yeah. Um, and so he was trying to get that point across or that message across to them that they are worth something. Their life was worth something. They shouldn't throw it away by continuing the cycle, even though, you know, your man next to you may have gotten killed or something by the hands of someone else. And you may want to do something about it. Do you think that that was effective um, in your opinion? Do you think that was an effective way of communicating that? Like, did any about out of the 20 people that was in there, how many got that? How many picked up on that? Man, probably Dirk. That's it? Because if I, again, I don't know. Like, I, I didn't, the rest of them niggas had ski mask on and all Facts. that shit, right? Like, was young niggas, I'm assuming, that run or hang with Dirk. Right. But I feel like the path that Wallow was painting or the picture that he was painting for him Dirk maybe could see himself doing that because he has a lot to lose. Right. Those other dudes in there, again, I don't know them. I don't know what they got going on. You're just another nigga talking at an interview to our big homie who is Dirk. I'm assuming how they taking it. Because essentially that's what they around for. Like that's what they've signed up for. Like the beef and the, the keeping whatever they got going on. And I'm not saying that it's right. But listening to Wallow and him being like, man, y'all should ignore it if the ops come kill your homeboy. Like that, 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 that he may as well have been speaking Chinese. Mm. Like that, that ain't even gonna register to them because mm. the thought process is, well, if that ain't the case, then what do we do? Yeah. And Wallow did a good job of laying it out there, but you gotta, and it ain't no no fault of his. I'm not sure how much time he had with him, but those little niggas don't know another way of life, and that ain't. I don't think one conversation opens it up for them. They got to see it. They got to well, see. Like, they're seeing it with Dirk, position. though, bro. They're seeing mm-hmm. it with Dirk. Dirk had a million cash in front of them. Right. They're, so they're Dirk seeing that other way cash. with him. You know what I'm saying? Dirk had a million cash. How many of them have access to that, though? Uh, but, and if but, they do have access, how do they get access to it if it ain't riding for the ops? Like, all them little niggas don't rap. What they doing there? 
Like I, I feel like they've chosen that path. But he and didn't say that. Huh? He, he did. Wallow did say, if three or four of y'all rap, everybody in here needs cameramen. Everybody needs editors. Everybody go. needs niggas that do this. Niggas that could, you know, they control there the emails. Like he he did lay that out. I, I watched a little bit more than the clip that was in the group chat. I, I went I went fast forward it because I couldn't do the two hours. But yeah. I, so I listened to a little bit more prior to and after, and he did lay that out for them. He and, said, and, niggas and can have roles. That's a good point. And again, that's Wallow Lane, the, the motivational speaking, and it's dope to do. To put it into effect, like what you just said. Gotcha. I got to pull Dirk to the side. I got to tell him, hey, man, what dude do right here? All right, we need to get gotcha. him on the emails. We need to get him on the booking. We need to get him on the tour manager shit. And if you need niggas to come in here and show these niggas how to do it, then I get you access to those niggas. But all of that with Again, I know that's what Wallow do, but telling the nigga that and they don't see it or know of another way that they can directly access to do it, it ain't going to hit or it ain't going to affect them, I don't feel like. Unless mm. Dirk put them to work. Dirk got to be the nigga to take the gun out of their hand and be like, nah, do the emails. We not going to worry about it. It can't come from Wallow. It got to come from the nigga that they looking up to. Gotcha. And again, like Dirk is talking to Wallow and Wallow, he may take that information be like, man, you know what? You're right. I'm going to implement this plan. I'm going to put this into effect and make sure every nigga in here got a role in 300 or whatever the name of that shit is. Right, like right, this right. nigga do this, didn't do that. But until Dirk do that, I don't think it really registers. Yeah. Like, niggas need something to do. Yeah, the OTF is that shitty rapping. Um, yeah. uh, but I, I, but I, I made a point to but look shout at Shout out the- to Wallow for trying, though. Like, you can't. And that's one thing that I took from that Kanye doc. Like, I'm not, I'm not shitting on niggas for trying. Ever. Yeah, for sure. I 100% was shitting on Kanye West and all he was doing was trying. So shout out to Wallow for even trying to put that message out there. And if it did change one of them little niggas' life, I clapped for him. And it, maybe it's not meant for the people in the room. Maybe it's meant for somebody that watched it, bro. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say this. Out. You're right. I, I did make a point to look at their faces when he was talking, though. They was all locked in, bro. Like, are they, really? I'm not saying they may have hit. Hey, they were locked Wallow's in, good, though. man. He good. He yeah. has a captivating voice, and like he's the nigga even cried. Yeah, and I ain't saying that that wasn't authentic. Or nothing. Nah, this nah. Like I he, think it that's was. how tapped in he is. Yeah, and that was again referencing back to the Kanye doc. When you are tapped in like that, it's hard to deny that energy. Like people feel that shit. That's true. And it either makes them uncomfortable and want to get away from around you and kind of shit on what you're doing, or, or they gonna get down. Yeah. yeah, like it's either one or the other. And that's what Kanye problem was. Like all of this energy make you uncomfortable. The only person that match it was his mama. mama. Yep. Yeah, like I agree. the same shit with Wallow. Like y'all niggas, y'all feel this energy. And if y'all gonna do something with it, cool. Yeah, I gu- I guarantee you if we if, if, if we talked to Wallow right now and asked him, hey, did any of them little niggas holler at you at the end of that? But I guarantee at least three of them came up to him and was like, damn, OG, that shit crazy. Like I'm, I get, I guarantee they were too locked in, bro. Niggas weren't even blinking, Thanks. listening shout to out, dude, bro. Like shout out to I follow Wallow. I follow, uh, damn, that's a lot. Follow Wallow. Yeah, follow Wallow on Instagram. Yeah. I, I like what he does, man. Shout out to him. I hope he continue to do it and motivate other brothers to just be motivated in general. Like shout out to him. For that. Absolutely, man. Let's get to some of these wins and losses, or wins or losses. We have a W or an L. Pooh Shiesty. Back and forth in court, his net worth was revealed during this last court hearing to be $3.449 million. Is that a W or an L? That's a W for Pooh Size, do One song? $3.4 million? That's true. I like that. I think that's a W. A W that he has that, but an L that people actually found out. And now mm. people are gonna be hitting them up for money. <laughs> and and that the case was the, the reason that this was brought into court was because they were trying to say why would he because right now he's on the he he's he's in the court for a robbery and they're saying why would he rob somebody if he's worth this much money? So that's what the lawyers are arguing. He also had forty thousand in cash on him at the time of the situation. So they're like, why would he rob a hundred dollar drug dealer and he's sitting on M's? Um, this is an L though, because we didn't find out his net worth, uh, from a bank receipt that he went to the bank or from the, <laughs> from the car lot dealer that he just came from. We found about it in court because he's facing eight to fucking life or whatever the case may be. That's why it's an L. But again, this is why niggas are rapping because you can have 3.4 off one song, <laughs> which is that's a strong insane. case though. Like my lawyer, that's a good lawyer. That's a strong case. I got 3.4 million or however much is in the bank. Like, why am I robbing? That's a good point. 
um w or l xxx temptation his documentary look at me is dropping on hulu june 10th are you here for it uh w i'm here for it hulu does a great job with the documentaries i just watched the one about uh anna uh, oh, okay. As far as it, well, no, no, it was on 2020, but it was on Hulu. But that being said, yeah, I, I want to ner- learn more about XXX. I'm not really into his music, but I would like to know how he was so impactful. So I'm definitely going to check this out. Yeah, this was super delayed. This was supposed to come out like two, two and a half years ago. He died in 2018. I was a fan. I was looking forward to what he had going on. He was only 20 years old. I think he had just turned 20 for a couple of months. So yeah, I'm definitely here for this. Uh, I hope this gets more people to understand how complex he was and what uh, what made him so popular. Uh, if they, if any indication of these last documentaries give us any indication, this should be fire. Like nigga, like Juice World shit was fire. Kid Cudi shit was fire. Kanye shit dope. Travis Scott shit was dope. So people are really putting a foot in these hip hop documentaries, and they're able to relay a message. And so they should do the same with this. I'm here for it. June 10th for anybody checking nice. for that. Um, last one, WRL Quavo is trying out for the Wesley Snipes role in the new White Man Can't Jump reboot with Jack Harlow. Are you here for that? I'm here for it. I like it. I Quavo, pretty funny cat. Um, mm. so I, 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 act, I, I'd though. like to see that. <laughs> I, I, I want to see how that plays out, though. I like seeing our new generation of hip hop guys getting in movies and shit. So I'd like to see that. I don't know if they may who, who else they gonna put right there, like Freddie Gibbs. He doing his acting. Yeah. <laughs> the play. I don't know. That's that's the thing, man. You can't. It's a reboot, man. A reboot of a. Would you consider the first one a classic? Yeah. It's a and reboot Quavo of a classic. For real though. Huh? It, it's a reboot of a classic. So you can't be out here playing. That's. That's he already cast a Jack Harlow. You might as well double down. I, I'm saying I'm I'm keeping that energy for him too. Like I uh, hope they say he bodied his fucking uh, tryout or whatever. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah, I want somebody good though. You're right. I do want somebody good. Hopefully, Quavo can be good in it because I'd like to see that. But my preference would be someone that's gonna body it. There you go. I'll say that it can be I a no name, that. bro. Like it, we ain't gotta go yeah. all names and shit, dude. We ain't gotta do Always that. Body. Quavo can be one of the niggas they play against or something. There you go. If he's not up for the role, <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> they're gonna put him as man number two in the credits. And shit. He's gonna be the dude that go get the strap out of the uh out of the stove and they beat Jump him the fence, they nigga. <laughs> this is gonna be a different scene. It's gonna be in Atlanta now. They go get the strap out the stove, getting beat in Atlanta. <laughs> Hey man, on Decker of the Week, we're going to YouTube. We've got two comments. Shout out to Bakari. Um, he commented on uh Rap Daylight Savings episode. He said, Game still feels salty about Dre choosing 50 over him when they first beefed. I low key feel understand his stance. So shout out to Bakari. And then the second comment, shout out to Travis Adam. Um, this was in, re- in regards to the uh Peyton Full Two. He said, yeah, Dame needs to leave that story alone and come with something new. Give us a movie based on the story of another known crew. We don't need to revisit paid in full um, crew. So those are the two comments. Big shout out to both of y'all. We appreciate that. Absolutely. Shout out to Kari. Shout out. What was the other name? Travis Adam. Shout out Travis Adams on Deckers. We appreciate you. What you putting us on this week? Uh, my guy, speaking of, you spoiled it. Freddie Gibbs is in a new show on Peacock. It's called Bust Down. The show oh, looks corny, but Freddie Gibbs is in it as my guy. So I want to check out, check him out. Shout out to my guy, Big Jeff, said he was doing his thing. Uh, Freddie Gibbs, man, most talented rapper out right now. Let me tell you two things that will steer me clear of a TV show. <laughs> One is Big Jeff's recommendation, and two is Freddie Gibbs playing it. I will never watch this. Nah, he's funny. You, you don't know him on Instagram, and he's funny. Now, Big Freddie, Freddie Gibbs is funny, but Big Jeff does watch terrible TV. <laughs> Terrible TV, Jeff. <laughs> what you got to put me on? Uh, put on by speaking of Terrible TV, Jeff, he joined me on one of the Snowfall Snow School episodes. Shout out to him and that podcast, cracking the top 100 with the review Third. shows. Man, that's big for us as independent podcasters, man. So you guys keep listening and supporting Snow School. Link in the bio. Put on for the week is another TV show. It's that Severance on Apple TV. Mm. premise is fire you go to work and you can't remember anything at work at home and you can't remember anything at home at work i'm four episodes in they are cooking it's getting better it ain't start off just great it's a real slow burn mm. uh, but i like it they got um your man from ozark like the the knockoff version of him 
You know who that is? I can't nah, think of him. He was in Ozark? No, nah, no. Nah, he's like the true value version oh. of Jason Bateman to me. <laughs> I can't think of the dude's name, man. But he like Jason Bateman, like the Walmart version. Mm. But he body in it though. It's really it's it's cool, man. I just want to see how it ends up with severance on Apple TV. Yeah, his name is Adam Scott. Adam Scott. Yeah. Definitely I forgot he was on him. something that I can't remember. Yeah, was, was it the office? Person. He definitely wasn't in the office though. Really? I don't uh, think so. He was on Big Little Lies, but that ain't how he got on though. He was definitely uh, yeah, he played um your girl husband on Big Little Lies. He played yeah, Drew Barrymore husband. He sure did. Parks and Rec. That's how he got on. Wow. Okay. Which is the same difference as Office. Um, I'm going to check that out one of these days. Um, it does look interesting. Shout out to Severance on Apple TV+. Plus. Um, hey, man, make sure you guys are, if you're watching this on YouTube, you hit that like button and subscribe and leave a comment. We appreciate y'all tapping in on the YouTube comments. Y'all been turning up lately. Good looking on that for sure. Um, absolutely hit the link in the description too, man. Copy some merch out here. It's almost short sleeve season. Absolutely. We're going to have some new flavors for you up as we speak. Um, what else before we get out of here? Hey, man, you hit everything on the head. We appreciate you guys joining us with the On Deck TV show. We out. Yes, sir.